Greetings. And it's P. Picker coming around the corner. P. Picker's coming around the corner. He's in first place. He's trailed by nose by Watermont. Watermont and P. Picker in the lead. It's P. Picker in front. Watermont right behind him by two lengths. They're heading into the second curve. It's Watermont gaining on P. Picker. But here's Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo's picking up his eyes. Watermont. He's right behind Watermont. He's got his nose right behind Watermont's tail. He's moving up. He's moving up in between them. He's moving around. He's moving around the corner. It's P. Picker in first. Watermont in second. And Kalamazoo in third. Now Kalamazoo's making his move. He's moving ahead of uh, of of of. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. That's nice. Thanks. That's a lemonade commercial. <laughs> Some good old-fashioned racing music. This is a good selection. Well done. Thanks. Summertime music. It's happy harmonica. You know, I don't like harmonica in every song, but I do like harmonica when it's played like that, lemonade style. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to be in every song. What's your favorite summer summer refreshment? Uh, I love iced tea, honestly. I'm a big iced tea fan. They got corn nuts here. Pass those over here. Mm, there you go. Thank you. Who left those there? Mm, I don't know. How do you make a corn nut? <laughs> That's a setup right there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Roast it. Uh, somebody came. Somebody came. In, somebody came over the other day, and they and they said to us, "Do you guys have gas or electric <laughs> stove?" It was the big pause in between the gas. Right. And, yeah. Hey, how's your big party? <sighs> it was. Uh, it was a watershed. I it heard was, it, was, it was. It was fantastic. I heard it was great. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. It did it. Ex- it happened. I didn't do it exactly right. Everybody else did it exactly right, and I just and I just am and I'm very appreciative to them. I had a great time. Nice. It went off. It with, an el- went off without a hitch. Yeah, it was perfect. There was an Elvis impersonator there. Wow. Did you know he was going to be there? I did not. I did not. I'll tell you what. I went. I was. I was brought into another room to have some fun, and then I was led out into, and then I was led out uh, to this other place where they were lighting off uh, some lanterns and fireworks and things like that. While he was sound checking, I didn't hear nothing. And then I went. It was this is all outside. And then I went um, at my at my uh, wife's my wife's house. So and then uh, we went and we they brought uh, me back over. And it was Elvis, and he was there, and he was sort of lurking in the shadows. I don't, have you ever <laughs> seen an Elvis impersonator? Uh, I don't know about in real life. Uh, you know, I didn't. I have never seen one. Right, you've seen them in movies certainly, and you have an idea about what they do. Maybe solve crime or something like that, right? And I may have seen a couple like lurking around. You know, Times Square or something like that. Right, they will lurk, but I wasn't exactly sure sort of what the what the performance was like, where the thrill came from exactly. Was it just because you got to hear, was it like a cover band where you just got to, you were happy because you got to hear Elvis songs kind of live, you know? Right. But what I realized is it's actually like a whole Elvis experience. You feel like Elvis came back from the dead to come to your party. Oh yeah, it's, it's that exhilarating? It's that exhilarating. Wow. He would, he would, he can't, so he was lurking in the shadows. It was if he had just sort of like woken up in the middle of the night and kind of dug out of his grave and, and gotten there somehow, hitched a rod on a truck or something like that. Lurking in the shadows, he starts singing, and all of a sudden, you know, the dance floor goes wild and Elvis is there. It, Elvis is there, you know? He's doing it and, karaoke style? Yeah, and every time I made contact with him, he would shake my hand, you know? <laughs> uh huh. And I was just overwhelmed with this feeling of of um, <laughs> t- 
told you guys he would come. I told he said he would be here. I told you he'd come. <laughs> That's great. You know, that kind of thing. I knew you. I knew you'd come, Elvis. You said you'd come, and I knew you'd come. That kind of thing. How long did he perform for? He performed for about an hour. Wow. And it was wild. It was really wild. He performed some of my favorite songs, and it was a total surprise. And for the for the climax, he sang Dixie. You know, right. Like glory, glory, hallelujah. Climaxes with glory, glory, hallelujah. You know, this is all happening on the third of July, and then the fireworks start. Wow. His brother, you know, is a very he's a pyrotechnic expert. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, he's it's, he's incredible. It's wow. incredible. The things that I thought I thought I thought the things that he does you could only do. I thought it was illegal to do the things that he does. It might it probably be. is. Yeah. And he was singing glory, glory, hallelujah, and the moon was rising, and the fireworks were exploding with increasing frequency, and the whole crowd was brought to tears. That's great. No ceremony, no speeches. No? Not a one. Awesome. Good job. Thanks. Well, I missed you. How was the food? The I'm food so, Sorry I couldn't was, be there. That's okay. Well, uh, the, food was, the food was great. I, I, as usual, uh, when I get married, I didn't eat very much. Right. It's hard to eat when you're getting married. But I did uh but I did enjoy the buffet style food. It wasn't really buffet style, but it was like you serve yourself kinda however much and whatever much you want. Okay. And nice. I enjoyed that because when you have to sit down for a meal, you uh you you feel more obliged to eat the whole thing. That's that's the bottom line. Right. right. Uh, but we also discovered the joys of throwing fireworks underwater. Oh yeah. Have you done much of that? I have done that. It's really fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Basically, I mean, for those of you who haven't done it, so you throw a, as big of a firework sort of as you can. So first you get the sizzle of the wick, right? Uh-huh. That's the first exciting part. And then you have to hold it a sec because you want to make sure it doesn't go too down deep in the water. Then you throw the firework. It lands in, in the water. And the first thing that happens is the big air bubble blows up. So you're bloop, right? Like that. Right. So it's blue, and then about three seconds of total silence. One, two, three, and then, and all these colors shoot out, and the water shoots everywhere. I, I, I mean, I, if you have a body access to a body of water and some fireworks, uh, go for it. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight telephone number. Saw Dr. Bob again today. Oh, really? Tell us about it. <laughs> Paid my fourth and final visit to Dr. Bob. So wait, what happened on the third one? I didn't know there was a third visit. Well, the third visit would oh, be... Oh, the third was the last time. Right, right. Because you dropped him off, you picked him up, you went back. Yeah. I'll do a quick review for those, because I know we're getting some new listeners now at this new time slot, so I'll just review every time. So uh, basically what happened is uh, I dropped my shoes off with a very <laughs> old cobbler. He, when I went Name to Dr. pick them Bob. up, what's that? Name Doctor Bob. Name Doctor Bob. When I went, well, actually, I might throw some. I might throw cast some doubt onto that. Hold on. <laughs> the the, se- the second time I went back, and he was on the floor, having fallen off the stool halfway through taking apart my shoes. At which point, I gave him five dollars. He asked for ten. I took the boots and we left. <laughs> the th- then. I, I, one reason or another, I had to take them back to Dr. Bob. I had no other option. Absolutely no other option. So I took them back to Dr. Bob, and there was somebody else there who I had to then explain the whole story to. And then he kind of gave them to Dr. Bob, and I just kept my fingers crossed and hoped for the best. 
Well, I went back today to pick up those boots. I told him that I'd be back on Tuesday, and today is is what, ladies and gentlemen? Thursday. Thursday. That's right. It's Thursday. So I went back. I, I I thought I'd maybe misplaced my ticket. You know, it actually gave me a ticket this time. So huh. I, found, I, I searched a little bit. I found my ticket. You know, I'm in a good, you know what I'm in a good uh, state of is finding, knowing where things are. Oh, that's good. How are you with that these I'm days? I'm really good at it. I've, I'm trying to always be good at it. Yeah, I try to be good, but I'm feeling pretty good. I Like even like that ticket, you know, right. which you don't even need. Is that required, that ticket? Yeah. Maybe so I not go- totally. So I go back for the fourth and final visit, and uh, so, you know, pregnant with expectation. We go inside, and we're, well, actually, no, I should start back a little bit. We park the car, we're walking towards Dr. Bob's, and uh, my wife turns to me and she says, my eye is swelling shut. (laughs) And I said, you know, this is stressful enough for me already. (laughs) I wish you would just told me this earlier, you know, because we're walking to Dr. Bob's, and sure enough, her eye really is swelling shut. Wow. Crazy. Why? Uh, I don't know. I said, don't worry about it. Because it's not like you're going to be able to ask Dr. Bob to use the bathroom. That's a long (laughs) shot. Wait, so she doesn't know why? She doesn't know why. It went down subsequently. I just said, I just said, splash it with water and give it a few minutes and it'll go down. And it took a little while, but it did. I think it was just irritant. Something got in it. Insects, right? People just don't talk enough about insects. They're such a major part of this world, aren't they, Sandy? They're yeah, huge part of the world. Maybe we should have an uh, entomologist on the show. Have we ever done that before? Never done it, and I've and, uh, and I obviously can get some very spectacular entomologists. Yeah, come on. That'd Actually, be that may be slightly complicated now that I think about it. <laughs> You'd be able to line somebody up. I don't like to mix business with work with business with work. Yeah, but you could do it. Uh. I'm about as happy as I've ever been. I think that's maybe part of the reason I'm not as funny. Uh, don't don't sell yourself short. You can be happy and funny. You think so? Who's the happiest, funniest comedian? Dave uh, Coulier? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty happy. I know. Of course he's happy. Look what happened to him. Um, I don't know. Who, who else is happy and funny? Right? 201-209-9368. So where was I? The outside of Dr. Bob's shot, shop. Her eye inflamed. We go inside. So we're kind of in a hurry now at this point, right? Because her eye's inflamed. Right. We need to get to a, 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 a water bottle. <laughs> so uh, we go inside, and Dr. Bob is sitting at the desk, sure enough. He's there. It's open. That's something. He's all by himself? Uh, he's all by himself. And I say, hey, Dr. Bob, you know, I'm here to pick up my boots. And I hand him the ticket, and he goes, yeah, yeah, your boots. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I dropped them off here last week. He said, yeah, okay, yeah, your boots, brown boots. And I'm like, yeah, brown boots. He's like, okay. Uh, he just sits there for a second. And I say, uh, "Should I? would it be easier for you, Dr. Bob, if I maybe went around the side and I just grabbed the boots for myself? You know, that seems reasonable, right? Yeah. And he said, um, no, 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 I'll, I can get him. I can get him for you. So, t- you know, sort of takes a moment to gather himself. He stands up and he goes back there. Pri and I are sort of sitting there waiting, standing there waiting at that point. And then about two minutes later, you hear a machine turn on. <laughs> <laughs> and the machine is doing 
I don't know what it's doing. It's whirring probably, right? There's a lot of whirring <laughs> machines there. And uh, for about the next 10 minutes. Oh, oh my God. We sat there. Uh, now, you know, I like the things. I like the, the knickknacks that clutter a cobbler. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you call the store itself a cobbler? Uh, no. He's a what cobbler. A cobble shop. Yeah. Something like that. So, that clutter the cobble shop. You Some can, I guess you could call it a cobbler's. It. A cobbler's. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. There was some good shoelaces there. Some nice brown ones. But I don't know. When was the last time you had shoelaces? Um, I have shoelaces right now. When was the last time you replaced the shoelaces on your shoes. It's been a really long time. Right. When you were a kid, you used to do that once in a while, right? Yeah. You'd think, oh, this would be cooler with these shoelaces, and it would be, but and, I don't know. And there was really... like there was the whole uh, shoelace trend, too, like fat oh. laces and stuff. Oh. Or the big, fat, bright laces. Right. Was that like, okay, okay. So he didn't have those. He just had brown ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here we are still there looking at three-day-old sports sections. Uh, <laughs> Which I do, I do read, I will read sports. That's the one news that I'll read. I'd still like to get one of those three word updates. But you know what? I realized I also came up with the idea of a one word story, but we found out that you can't really have, there's not really enough plot in one word, is there? No. A picture's worth a thousand words, but what's one word with, worth? Just one word. I don't know. Couldn't a word kind of be worth a yeah, thousand Yeah, it can. Because, because a word can be worth an image almost. Right? A word could be worth a thousand images, right? Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So a, a word can be worth a thousand words. So maybe we should try a one-word story and then build up. We could do a sentence. A sentence-long story. Is that too easy? It might be. Let's try three words. But then it's all because then you're bordering on haiku, kind of, aren't you? Yeah. Maybe this is just a terrible idea. Maybe this is just a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> is there echo in here? <laughs> Ha huh, ha! Huh. We should go back to keeping dream journals. By the way. Oh yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, I had, I've had some good ones recently. Yeah, just like a weekly dream journal update seems pretty pretty useful. What 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 have you been dreaming about? Um, I don't know. I, I have weird sleep because every so often we'll we'll have the baby in between the two of us, so you have to be like aware not to roll over and crush it. Right. So you're sort of like, you ne you don't really ever get really good sleep. So you're kind of in and out. But is that warning just for overweight people? I mean, if you rolled over on your baby, would that kill the baby? I don't know. I don't know if it would kill it, but you could mess it up by probably dropping an elbow on it or smothering it. You could like smother a baby, you know? Right. I guess I don't sleep that heavily. I mean, if I roll over and there's a baby there, I'm probably going to wake up. Yeah. I See, I don't think it's uh, it's really an issue. But, but it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, you have to keep it in mind. Right. And my wife sort of puts the fear into me because I'll be sitting there and she'll say something like, the baby is right behind you. Right. And I'm like, I know. Like she's about to attack you. Right. <laughs> it's become like a frightening experience in your house. <laughs> oh, my God. The baby is right behind you. <laughs> I remember in the early night people days when we'd be there overnight, it was uh, it could be frightening. If you you could just kind of spook yourself a little bit. Yeah, it was just the two of us. Yeah, when you were walking around in the hall by yourself, or if you had to go up to the third floor by yourself, you know. Yeah. You know, I've. Uh, how are you for scared? Are you scared of anything? Didn't we talk about this last show? It doesn't matter. Um, 
I don't remember. Not really. Like I, I. Oh no, we didn't. We talked. I, I think it was somebody else. I was talk, talking about how I never get scared at night in like my own house or apartment, and I can walk around in complete darkness, and it's always fine. Well, this is our topic for today: fear. Whatever happened to drinking part two? Is that something? Oh, you want to do drinking part two? <laughs> no, we can do fear. I was going to do, I had an idea for drinking part two, the lighter side of drinking. Right, yeah. Do that. I feel like last week's, at times, we focused on the negative aspects yeah, of drinking. Yeah, we talked about alcoholism and that kind right. of thing. But drinking can be so much fun. But fear is good, I think. Fear is maybe something worth discussing. Yeah. Because I think if people call in and they can tell us what they're afraid of, just admitting it and discussing it and being rational about it with two people who aren't scared of it may very well take you on the path towards fearlessness. Yeah. Was I'm learning how to dive. You're learning how to dive? I never knew how to dive before. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I can dive. I never knew how. It wasn't, it's funny because, you know, you think of fear in a lot of different ways. It's not that I was scared of diving. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess there were in this, in it, it was the, uh, it's, you're afraid of the unknown in some, to some extent, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like, I don't know how to do it. I'm, you know what it is? It's a fear of being embarrassed by not knowing how to do it. Oh, really? Uh, isn't you think it? that's part of it? Maybe, Maybe. isn't so much fear But it's also just the... Just the unknown of not having experienced it, you you know, you assume the worst. But I know nothing's going to happen to you. Well, it might hurt, or you might get water shoved up your nose. Well, I don't mind that. Or it could get in your eye. Do you get do you get water shoved up your nose when you dive? I don't. Right. But Does you know, it depend I, on how I'm your not, nose is? I'm not one of those people that holds my nose when I jump into water ever. No. Who are those don't, people? Don't you have a deviated septum? I, I do. I occasionally am. Maybe that protects me. But that means, think, but the other side isn't deviated. Only the one side is. <laughs> so the other side's a big old nostril. You're a single deviation. Yeah, I think most people are. It curves, the septum curves and blocks one side, but not the other. So this is about the amount of time that elapsed while we were sitting in Dr. Bob's. <laughs> That's a long time. So what was he doing? Finishing your shoes? Priya's almost blind at this point. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It's a noise. Then finally the machine s- slows and then stops. Right. And he comes back to the front. And now the other guy that was there last week shows up. Oh, the, the person that was working the desk? Yes. He comes in now. And he takes the shoes from Bob. Bob retreats to a secondary position. The man brings me the boots. And I got to say... Uh, that the shoes, well, like, we'll get to that. So then I explained to the three of them again the fact that I've already paid Dr. Bob $5. Mm-hmm. And that I'd like to put that as credit towards my purchase. Right. And Dr. Bob says, okay. Nice. Good. Good. And not only that, while I was, uh, while I was waiting for the shoes... I looked up and I saw a sign, an old sign, that had a picture of a person, and above it it said Dr. Bob, and it says, we are, it said, our business heals to the soul. (laughs) And I wondered, why doesn't it just say, our business heals the soul? 
Right. Right? But yeah. then the, uh, the third problem is it only makes sense in one version, not in both versions. Heals to the soul. Heals the soul. It should be heals the soul, right? Right, but it, that makes sense if heals is the one thing and then soul is both. That's fine. Right. But you can have the double meaning of heals, which it, it was spelled H-E-E-L-S. Anyway, oh, that's beside okay, the point. Right, right, right. It's beside the point because doc, the real Dr. Bob, if I haven't mentioned before, is a very old black man. Okay. You have And Dr. Bob in the picture is a very old white man. <laughs> so I don't know. Do you think they just know. pass it down? Like whoever buys the store becomes Dr. Bob? I think it may be kind of like the Char- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. <laughs> and that guy that keeps coming in is kind of like Charlie. <laughs> He's going to be the next Dr. Bob. That's right. Oh, wow. All right, that's enough about Dr. Bob. Case closed. <laughs> can't, I can't squeeze any more out of this. That's great. There will be oh, more. No, wait, hold on, I can you'll squeeze be, a little bit more. You'll be back there at some point anyway. No, I can squeeze out a little bit more, and I'll tell you why I won't ever be back there. This is it. you got to see my boots. <laughs> oh, right. What are those? Oh, it's not good. Really? It's as if the rest of the heels were fixed with some sort of like tar-like toothpaste. <laughs> oh, man. And then the rubber is kind of... I shouldn't... I shouldn't... Maybe, you know what? I shouldn't say anything about his service because I don't want to take away any business from him, potential business from him. I think you've already done that. <laughs> um, so wait, what about Dave? Whatever happened with Dave? Me? I'm no, great. No, the other shoe guy, Dave. I don't know. Oh, right. We were going to call him and find out. Oh, I got to get his phone number. Hold on. I might be able to do that. I should have done that today. I had a note. I had a note written down. I was like, what the heck does this mean? Actually, it says right here. It says like health update. Cobbler. Call Cobbler Health, the note says. (laughs) What's that mean? And I looked at it this morning and I said, I don't know what the hell that means. Maybe I thought maybe I conscientiously decided to call Dr. Bob and make sure he was okay. But no. It's pee picker by a nose. Pee picker, pee picker. <laughs> the unborn. So uh, the other thing I thought maybe we could do is a show on. I I have too many too many topics, right? Yes. I'm sorry, I got distracted. That's okay. I like it when you're distracted. It makes me feel important. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. I have my movie list, but you know we've never done a show on movies. We haven't. We've just talked about them a lot. Right. So we don't really need to go... We don't really need to just have a whole show on the, on the movies. I don't think so. I think we, I talk- we can just sort of talk about them whenever we want, right? Right. The uh, Superman trilogy. Right. Name your, favorite, name your favorite part of the Superman trilogy. Oh, when the, the, uh, the little kid at Niagara Falls. Part two. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah, when they go get married. That's for some reason I always think about that. Uh, did I talk about Clark Kent last week? No, but we were going to, and then I told you that I had just been talking about Lois Lane with Maria. Oh. And Lana Lang. Okay, well, here we go. We don't need to do a whole show on Superman, but we can certainly talk for it, talk about it for 33 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least five or ten. This is crazy. One hour. It's like wearing a t- too small of a bra. 
the longest We're overflowing. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, longest you've ever worn a bra for? Um, oh, I, I wore one at, uh, Halloween, this past Halloween. For a um, few hours, then? Yeah, probably, a couple hours. I don't know if I've ever really worn a bra. Have you ever worn girls' underwear? Yes. You have? Yeah. I've never worn girls' underwear. You wore, like, um, like, uh, what, like a, what, what kind of girls' underwear did you wear? I think I was out of underwear, and I wore a pair of Maria's at some point. Like a bigger, like a bloomers kind of pair? Yeah, they're like, you know, cotton panties. <laughs> you know what? I could, oh, you know, I just remembered an embarrassing story. I'm going to, I'm going to put that real, they, were, they were super tight and they weren't very comfortable. Right. But I was desperate. No. You would, you rather would have done that than to. Just not wear any? Yeah. At that point, I guess I, yeah, I guess I did. Well, I guess that's also your sort of, maybe that's your subconscious way of experimenting. Right. Maybe I always wanted to try them on. Because there, you could be, I bet you a lot of married men are, like to wear women's underwear. A lot of married men? You think so? At least like 80 or 90 percent. <laughs> I don't know about a lot, but No, I don't know. Some. The cross-dressing, you know. That's an interesting thing, too. I remember seeing Ed Wood being in like, how old would I have been when Ed Wood came out? Young, youngish, you know. not. I mean, a teenager probably. Right. But, you know, you go through that phase, especially in your early teenage years, where anything that has anything to do with sexuality, you have to ask yourself, does that, do I like that? Right. You're, and then you get a. This is at least the way I work. And then I get really worried and paranoid that it's something that I'm into that's going to alienate me from society for the rest of my life, right? Right. And then you just kind of forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I know. What you mean. I think that's normal. But I remember Ed Wood really, really, really uh, upset. Not really upsetting me, but upsetting me slightly as to whether or not I would prefer to be wearing women's clothing. Right. And I, I never really gave it much of a shot. But I just don't think it. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, it's not for you. Just doesn't suit me. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't. But some of their sizes, maybe a large. I don't know. Anyway, so Clark Kent, Superman three. Uh, which one is that? Really quickly, is that the one with the robot? Is there a robot at some point? I could see why you might think that, but no. Here's the deal with Superman three, and I think that Superman three just needs to be slightly revisited. It's not a classic. It's not a forgotten classic, but it's really good and it's interesting in several ways. Uh, and I and I. I hadn't remembered how much I had. I, I didn't realize how much, how much I had watched it until I watched it again, until I revisited it. Uh, but some of the things that came to me. Uh, Wait, can you sum it up really quick? What's the plot of that one? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. They kind of jump in. See what happened to Margot Kidder? Did she? Was she an alcoholic or I what happened? I think so. Did she try to commit suicide? I remember hearing a story of them sort of finding her in like a ditch or a dumpster naked and drunk or something she has some sort of that, problem i don't know i hope that's true <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> it's just I what i heard <laughs> because otherwise wow what a thing to have going around about you yeah yeah she has some sort of problem I, it could be you know some sort of manic depressive thing or maybe she has a drug or alcohol problem what? i don't know for sure what? Well, maybe somebody can call in and let us know about what happened to Margot Kidder. 201-209-9368. I know she was in Playboy at some point. Really? Wow. See, I don't know what to think of her. Are you attracted to her? I am not. And that was part of me and Maria's conversation about Lois Lane and how she didn't seem like the ideal Lois Lane at all. Well, she seemed thought... sort of annoying and I didn't really like her voice. 
or think she was particularly attractive. And I remember kind of thinking, I don't know why Clark Kent is attracted to her, really, at all. Right. And why is Clark Kent... Okay. Well, here's a couple of things. I know what you mean. I'm not necessarily attracted to Lois Lane, but I thought that her... I thought that Margot Kidder as Lois Lane added a certain sort of... um, reality to it all because she wasn't perfect right. because she wasn't glamorous you know all right yeah i see that and it sort of made yeah i don't know it sort of made things a bit a bit interesting and i thought she played the part as she played it really well um so anyway at the beginning of superman 3 they're like in an office it's really weird it's not really dark but it's strange and uh you have lois lane is there and she goes off to like bermuda in the first scene oh right and she's not in the rest of the movie. Wait, is that the one where she gets stuck in the ditch and he has to? There's the earthquake. No, it's not that one where he sw- where he flies around the earth and makes it go backwards. I think that's one, maybe. Oh, is it? Um, and so. All right. Then... Yeah. So anyway, she uh she goes away. Then he. How does it work exactly? I can't even remember. Lex Luthor's in that one, right? Is that right. where he clones him? No, Lex Luthor's not in this one. Which one does he clone him from the hair that's holding up the giant... That's four. Oh, that's the one with the robot. Okay, so here we go. Richard Pryor is in three. Oh, that's the one with and the he... robot. <laughs> and it's kind of dark, too, because he, he gets like... He's kind of having hard luck, you know? Right. And he has there's these really intense kind of frustrating scenes with him in the beginning being cut off from unemployment. Oh, really? Which is pretty interesting, and he plays a really <laughs> disgruntled person. And I don't know what kind of things he was mixed up in at the time, too, because his performance is really weird. Huh. He's pretty intense. Um, Wait, I can't which t- is one where he gives up his powers? Uh, this one. It is three? No. Wait, it happens twice. He in, No, no, no. It's two where he gives them up voluntarily. Oh, man, I got them all mixed up. But in three, there's a conspiracy which involves Richard Pryor and Kryptonite. Right, I remember that. Which turns him into evil Superman. Oh. And features some very memorable, but apparently incredibly forgettable scenes of him <laughs> taking shots of Johnny Walker in a bar. Oh. In his full Superman out- outfit. <laughs> That's great. And he also sleeps with a woman. Really? He's seduced by a woman in, in a Superman outfit also. This all happens when he's evil. Crazy. Yeah. It's interesting. I recommend three. There's also like such a, you know, classics as a revolving bar, like a bar, a revolving wall with a bar on one side and a bookshelf on the other kind of thing. That sounds sort of familiar. Yeah. It's funny, you know, those types of things, which everybody loves. Who doesn't love? Who would turn their nose up at a bar that revolved and turned into a bookcase or or vice versa, you know? Yeah, that would be great. Everybody likes that. But uh-huh. you don't see it that often, really, in a movie. You see it in cartoons. Yeah, that's but true. How often do you get to see a live action uh, a live action version of that? In other movies. Don't you see it in other movies? I don't know. Let's see. I'd like to make a list of them, if, if, anybody, uh, if anybody can. So if anybody likes to tell us what happened with Margot Kidder or Richard Pryor, Pryor circa Superman 3, 201 Just Rich, a couple. Richard Pryor or Christopher Reeve? Reeve. Richard Pryor and, and Margot Kidder. They were both having difficulties during that period. I want to know the specifics. Wait, is Richard Pryor in more than one? No. Okay. There's a then, robot in the third one. Is fourth it? one. He's in the fourth one? 
Oh wait, you're saying that there's there, there, what there is is there's a big machine. Which one is Richard Pryor in? Three. There's a robot in the third one. Okay, you'll have to point it out. Isn't to me, it one we... of those girls? One of Lex Luthor's girls, a robot? No, Lex Luthor's not in it. <laughs> he really isn't. But he does have two women, and one of them is like his sister or wait, something, who... and the other one is a really confusing character. Who's she's the... like? Pretends to be dumb the whole movie, but really secretly she's intelligent. It's confusing. Who's the bad guy? I don't know his name. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Has two women, right? And one of them's a robot. I don't. I don't remember the robot reveal. <laughs> Doesn't one of them get like blown up or like? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're thinking of now. Okay. Yes. At the very end, there was a great. The, the thing is, is Richard Pryor. He takes the job as a computer programmer. Turns out he's a whiz. Asks the evil ma- mastermind to build him. This like supercomputer built to his own specifications that can do anything, right? And in the end, the supercomputer takes over and sucks the one of the women in and turns her into like a digit, like into like a wiry robot-y kind of. That's thing. that's exactly what I'm thinking. There's of. your robot. Yes, yeah. but, but it's only for like five seconds. But oh, okay. that's it. It is cool. It's memorable. Oh, we got a call. WFMU, you're on the air. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um... Superman. Well, yeah, pretty much uh, <laughs> about the Richard Pryor part. Oh yeah, wasn't he on like during those times? Like, remember with like with the drugs and stuff? Wasn't he that? That's why it was kind of weird. Yes, but I want to know what dr- Like, what was his exact problem? <laughs> exact problem? Wow. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I I know that he was definitely into a lot of drugs, and that's probably why you know kind of messed him up. Because uh, after that, didn't he like? You know that he pretty much didn't come out too much after you know, like that that little error was his. Well, he's sick too, doesn't he have? Isn't he have some sort of pro- disease or illness or something? Yeah, he did, but I don't know if is he actually dead now? Did he die? Yeah, or he's still alive. He's dead. Is he dead? Yes. Yeah, hey, he died, who let yeah. Peter Falk die? I know. I was just gonna make a joke about him recently, and then he died. You know, I was gonna ask you guys. You guys, did you guys hear the theory about how the Superman kind of represents them? Uh, like uh, a Masonic symbology. Okay, t- let, 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 let me hear it. No, I've not heard this. <laughs> well, for example, in Masonry, uh, first and second degrees, the first degree is called the blue and the second one is called the red degree. So okay. then you got the blue and the red on Superman. And then also the S on the chest, the S on the chest inside the, pyra- uh, the, 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 the pyramid. It's an upside down pyramid. Also right. as well, like the pyramid and the dollar bill. Also with the S for the snake. Also, when um, when they go to like in part one or part, I forgot which part they go back to the parents, so they go to the planet. Remember, remember the bad guys that are from that are from his planet. Oh yeah, Zod. All right. Well, his father. Remember Superman's father and all that. They had a different type of S. Oh really? Kind of. It's a little slightly more. It was slightly more snake, snakes because you know in entomology the study of words, um, the S comes from snake. Guys, remember the snake that moves like an S and an S shape in the desert. And you know what Zod spelled backwards is, of course. What? Daz. 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 What's that? I what? think that's uh, I don't know. But, masonry. But it is. It is. It is. It's a lot. Of, a lot of masonry in that movie. It's a lot. A lot of a lot of symbology. I heard Woody Woodpecker was uh, to do with masonry too, right? Because he's got the red. He's got the red uh, mohawk. 
And, and the it, blue body. Yeah. And the blue body. No, but you know what's funny? It could be funny, but at the same time, it's more than coincidence because think about it. Pepsi, blue and red. A lot of things that are blue and red are police. The flashlights are blue and red. The American flag. Yeah, blue and red. Yeah, and it almost, almost, um, well, the flags. Talk about the flags. Uh, the eagles and a lot of flags in different countries. So, so, so let's say let's just go with you for a second, and let's say that it all is it all is propaganda for the Masons. What the he- who the heck are the Masons? I think the Masons are just a small representation of something bigger that's hidden, like the uh, the big conspiracy. Yeah, because the Masonry has been blown up, so now Masonry is all in, is all in the faces of everybody now. So like, it's even in hip hop, it's even in music. So. So like hip uh, masonry be- has become like uh, I guess commercialized, <laughs> and the secret, the real secret societies are you would have to I guess elevate through the masonry, right? In order to find the other stuff. But the Superman stuff, that's why I was I was very interested in calling because um, there's a there's a website I can't remember right now um, that speaks about that real cool, really good. Okay, uh, cool. Well, thanks right, for your call. With that. Thank you. All right, thank you guys. Have a good day. You too. That's nice. Uh, now, uh, the, about the Woody Woodpecker thing. No, just kidding. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> the thing about Masons and conspiracies and all that sort of stuff is whatever is going on, things are going so well for me right now that whatever conspiracies are going on, please just keep them going because it's working. Oh, you like them? I like I love it. Whatever's happening, whatever's <laughs> conspiring here, keep thumbs up. Keep it going because it works. Yeah. I feel like the beneficiary. Oh, we got another call. WF from you, you're on the air. Hi, yeah. How you doing? Uh, I just want to let you know that Richard Pryor, he was freebasing at that point in time. He was, was freebasing. Okay, okay. Right. thank he, you. He caught himself on fire. That's that, right. He, he did. Okay. Right, and he, he ran down the street, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Richard Pryor. <laughs> What's your name? Is uh, Listener Mike. Okay, thanks, Listener thank Mike. Thank you, Mike. Freebasing. Okay. We, we, we Pryor... have another call, really quick. Okay. WF from you, you're on the air. Hey guys, it's Nicole. Hi Nicole. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, I was going to call to tell you about Margot Kidder. Oh yeah, Margot. what do you know? It looks like she's um, bipolar. Bipolar. Is that where the saying, don't kid with the kidder comes from? Maybe. Did you? So that's it. She was just bipolar. I thought she was. I thought she was addicted to something. Wait, did you find anything about her be- being found in a ditch? Yeah, it says um, she in '96 was found cowering naked in undergrowth. See, undergrowth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. Okay. And uh, it was because she was having a manic episode. Oh, oh. that's more sad. But it I guess Pryor sad. was kind of mentally p- problematic, also, wasn't he? Probably. Yeah, I don't know much about him. So it's not really, we can't really laugh at any of this anymore. No, you can laugh at the word undergrowth. Right, that (laughs) is funny. It makes me think of pubic hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, (laughs) to summarize, well, not really to summarize, to just to conclude, I think that Christopher Reeve is a fine actor. Yeah, he's right. I think his portrayal of Clark Kent is very underrated. Oh, yeah, he did good as that. Yeah, that's the thing. You can you can find your you can go out there Hollywood and you can have your who wants to be the next Superman contest on television or whatever the heck they can I say whatever the hell you you did to find that last <laughs> humanoid. But uh you're never going to find a better Clark Kent 
Yeah, I don't think so. He was pretty great. He was great. And uh, and last but not least, I want to question the costume change. When Clark Kent changes right. from out of the suit and into the Superman costume, mm-hmm. it seems like a waste of precious time. Well, doesn't he just tear off his clothes and the costumes underneath? He had to find a phone booth. He's got to take off. Oh, right, the clothes. He doesn't actually change, does he? He doesn't. <laughs> that would be really funny, though, wouldn't it? Nobody has to change back, but I guess the emergency's averted after that. Yeah, he can take his time. Still, even just tearing off the clothes. Oh, I guess that. Okay, I guess I kind of make it. You know, I was imagining him like taking off his belt, putting on the tights, right? Putting on the boots. That kind of Sometimes thing. Sometimes he just our... runs and tears it off as he runs. Sometimes he does do that. But no, you know, there's a, just a part in Superman 3. And let's just talk for a second about Lana Lang. Lana Lang is in Superman 3. She's a redhead. She's oh, his yeah. girlfriend from high school. Right, yeah, she, I remember her. She's a hot number. Right. It's Lana Lang. And what a name, Lana Lang. Is she Chinese? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to know a little bit more about Lana Lang's heritage. Um, who's the actress that played her? I, again, I don't know. Hey, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I meant to look it up, actually. And, Nicole, could you tell me uh, what other what other hits she's in and if there's anything slightly dirty that she appears in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a second. Slightly. <clears throat> um, Lana Lang was played by Kristen K-R-E-U-K. Kruk? I can't say that. Okay. Oh, no, that's wrong. Because that's a girl from uh, Smallville. That's wrong. Oh, that's the wrong Lang. Yeah. So you I, got your Langs mixed up. I know. <laughs> now we're speaking the wrong language. Ooh. <laughs> I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen these Superman movies. It's bad, right? Really? Yeah, yeah I, I think I fall asleep every time. Well, you should try to sit through it. I, I will. At some point. Oh, 201. Two, sorry, go ahead, Nicole. 201, 209, 9. 368 is the telephone number. Hey, we got a um we got something from Joseph Jonathan. What in the mail? Yeah, in the email. In the email. He oh, sent, he recorded something. He sent us a recording, yeah. Do you know how long it is? He said it is about 2 minutes. I say we let her rip. Let's do it. Right? Whenever you're ready. Do you remember when you went to uh that class in high school, like we called it health class? And they had this section where they would talk about all of the different drugs, you know, and they'd tell you all of the bad things that they would do to you. And uh, alcohol was one of them. And they'd always say this thing in our, in our health class where it was like, oh, uh, sure, it takes care of your problems for a while, but then when it wears off, your problems are right there waiting for you again. Like, yeah. That's the that's the way they phrased it. You know, they never like the central part that your problems would go away for a while was never you know, that was never tackled. That was never like and we're like, Okay, fine. And uh but then you know, you see those guys like in the parks, like uh I lived in San Diego for a while and there are guys in the parks that were just that's what they do, you know. They'd beg for money and then they get two dollars. And as soon as they had two dollars, they just go buy a forty, and like drink it and just lay in the park and like, um, 
you know so like one day I tried it like I just drank some beer and laid in the park and I was like you know if you could do this continually like or for as much time as possible even like 60 to 70 percent of your life you could just spend drunk in a park like that really doesn't that almost seem like a valid solution in some way to whatever problem you have Joseph Jonathan, roving reporter from Budapest. That was a bit of a slice of lifer. Yeah. I like how the Dusty show is becoming more like Night People, and Night People is becoming more like the Dusty show. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. They were talking. They were all supernatural. Yeah, I know. I heard it. It was great. Uh, should we call this shoe, shoe Place and hear the message? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Give it a try. Uh, yeah, let's try. Hey, Nicole. So this is- I'm going to hang up on you. But thanks for everything. No problem. So this is a new feature where we're going to – there's another – there is one other cobbler, and we're going to call him and get his health update every week so that we can know when I can switch cobblers. <laughs> but, yeah, you might need to keep it quiet for part of that if you can. I'll try. Hopefully this will work. You're waiting. What if somebody answers? I'll talk. No, you talk. No, we'll talk. No, you talk. He's your shoe guy. I am a shoe guy. This is exciting. I hope he's okay. What if we hear some bad news? Yeah. That would be terrible. We regret to inform you that Uh. we will be closed for several weeks due to the owner having shoulder replacement surgery. Our hope is to come back sometime in mid-August. We will uh, keep this machine updated until then. Thank you for calling. Wait, but... You're going to keep the machine updated, but that was the update. Where's the update? I guess we'll have to try back next week. Oh, my gosh. Hey, didn't I predict the weather for about now, like, two years ago? Uh, did you? I think I did. Well, Somebody will have to dig that up. Yeah, we're going to have to find it. If you listen to the archives and you happen to just um, come up with, uh, you hear that when I predicted the weather for some time, I think it was in July, maybe of 2011. Um, just let us know what my prediction was. I bet you I was, I'm accurate. Maybe the um, night people quotes the, uh, the uh, semi-random night people quote guy might stumble upon it. Right. And we should f- give out that website uh, address some point. Yeah. Do we have like places where people can convene to discuss us and get excited about the show? There is the uh, Night People fan club on Facebook. Okay. And people can just search that up and join it? Yeah. And what else is there? Um, there's the podcast, but that's not really social. So you subscribe to that and then it just beams into your pocket every week? Yes. Basically? Yep. Wow. And... I do some tweeting a little bit. Huh. But and I do some skywriting occasionally, but yeah. Very occasionally. In fact, I've yet to do my first. You haven't done it yet? No, well, I mean, I I I call it occasionally because once I've done it once, then the, you know, the years I haven't done it were just a, a break. What did you write the one time you did it? No, I haven't done it yet. Oh, so you've never done it. Like, I, I, you know, I only do it occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah, that's not true. Such a, you're always always a stickler for the rules. You know what I can't wait to do with you? What's that? Go actual miniature golfing. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be great. We spent so many days playing imaginary games together. Right. What would it be like to actually play something? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we uh, got to make that happen. But don't get me started on golf. <laughs> we only we only have eight minutes left. I know. What should we talk about for the next? Uh, I've got. Eight I'll minutes. do my movie list. All right, go ahead. Can't delay it anymore, right? No. No particular order. I'm gonna um, get some corn nuts for this. Okay, great. Me, me. No. I'll just nibble on some toothpaste. Actually, I found uh, I was a, I, I came upon a delicious smelling bar of soap recently. Oh yeah, it was like a it was like a big cherry cough drop. This bar of soap. Huh. I would eat that. Are you ready? This is like we're at the <laughs> movies talking about the movies. Actually, you know what we should have talked about at the movies is those terrible, tr all the trivia, all the crap that they make you look at before the movie starts. That's oh. just out of it's out of control. Well, what would you rather look at? Nothing. Yeah. Because you have to get because listen, you have to go you want to see you have to it's a good movie, you got to get there early. Right. Right? Yeah. So to, now you have to get there way earlier. And then just sit there while your buzz wears off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Your buzz is gone by the time the movie starts. You don't want to see scrambled um, actor names like Tom Hanks? Right. They don't even do that anymore. Now it's just loud 3D commercials. Oh, really? I think. I've, I've, when was at the movies? I don't even remember. What's the last movie you saw? In the movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's been a while. I really don't know. Drum roll, please. I love this music. Maybe this could be. Maybe this could be our summer music. All right. Um, all right. In no particular order. What's your favorite movie? I don't know about my favorite movie. It's tough, right? Favorite anything is tough. Yeah. I get, I I go back to like the movies that I loved as a little kid, because, you know, probably not since then have I been so like excited and sucked into a movie. Right. That, like, really affected me. Like Movies still get me. Yeah, I mean, I'll still, like, love them, but, you know, like, going to see... I remember seeing the trailer for The Dark Crystal when I was, like, a oh. little kid. And that was the first movie I saw the trailer and needed to see it and saw it in the movie theater and, like, loved it. You know, uh, that kind of thing. That movie is special, though. It is. It's awesome. Hey, you know they're making a Perfect Strangers movie? <laughs> no. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, with Ollie, uh, what's his name? Ollie G's going to be uh, Balky. No, really? Yeah. Is that true? I think so. Huh. Um, no, I just made that up. It would. I couldn't see them doing that. They are making uh, another Dark Crystal, though. I did think you told me that. The Power of the Dark Crystal or something like that? With Will Ferrell as that elf? Uh-huh. It's a Gelfling. A Gelfling. Same thing. That's Jim Henson's little trick. Now, I love Jim Henson. Oh, Jesus. This is a whole other show. My jealousy for Jason Siegel. Who is that creep? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Who is that guy? Where does he come from? I think he's on that um, How I Met Your Mother show. Oh, he, that? I, I think he was on that other show, too. Was he on Freaks and Geeks? or I think he may have been. 
Are those popular shows? I've never heard of them. Um, yeah, kind of. Freaks and Geeks, if he was on that, is like, you know, kind of as a cult following. And then How I Met Your Mother, I guess, is pretty popular. It's been on forever. I've, I don't think I've seen a single episode, though. Is it a show that takes place in the past? No, I don't think so. Doogie Hauser's on it. Doogie Hauser? Uh huh. Oh, man. And they MD. gave that guy the Muppets? Yeah. Every time I see that, I get really upset. Yeah. But is it going to be good? Does that mean Doogie Hauser's in the Muppet movie? Probably. He's in the Smurf movie. Oh. Which looks it, pretty bad. It looks pretty bad. All it right. It looks really bad. Let's, let's talk about brighter things. Do we need to play the theme song at the end of every show? Yeah, just to give time to uh, set up for the next show. Uh, maybe I should wait till next week then and do this. All right. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like this. Yeah, we're running out of time, huh? We should play Risk on the air. Yeah, wait, we've never done that? We've talked And also, about... we could that would take up like five shows. <laughs> <laughs> that could be great, actually. That could be historic, the five-show Risk. <laughs> it's so hard to narrate what's happening, though. And there's so much rolling. I have 14 show, shows lined up for us. I'm going to have to send you an email. And that's without... Well, only with a few guests. Yeah, we well, we should really talk about it soon because we have to line up guests. I can't wait. Well, I, I'm all phones. <laughs> you are? You didn't give me your phone number, did you? Oh, no. I don't know it. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you tonight. All right. I can't wait. Sounds good. Because now things are a little bit easier for me. It was getting a little hectic there with the the party and all that sort of stuff coming back. And now I feel much uh, much more aware. Like I said, I, I found the ticket. I found that ticket. That's pretty good. That's that to oh, me. Yeah. I guess that signified something, didn't it? Yeah. That's oh, good. the plans. Oh, the fun things we're gonna do this year, this summer. What a summer! We're gonna let's all go to summer camp. Let's do it. Night people summer camp. Fantasy camp summer camp. Do you have a mitt? I do. When's the last time you played with your mitt? I think last summer, me and my brother played catch around the 4th of July with my dad. My dad never really played catch with me. I'm sorry. That's That stuff lingers. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> Let's talk about that some other show. <laughs> this is WFMU East Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Did you say anything? All right, good night, Dave. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, WFMU.org. Stay tuned for Center's Crossroads.